0: This is a Holding On LLC production. Hit it! The ideas expressed on this show are not the views of their employer. Besides, if you really want to take advice from this guy, well, you should probably do it at your own risk. You better turn right back around because here comes the short Bob dude from the Parents Recharge Show. What is going on, good people? We are celebrating 2023 and looking ahead to 2024 in this episode. And in doing so, we have invited both of our podcasts in our network, the Exhausted Educators Recharge Show and the Parents Recharge Show. And we're going to do what everybody does at the end of the year, which is looking at goals, setting some goals, some personal goals, professional goals for yourself, and also the kids or the teens that you support. But I want to pause for a second and say congratulations. I don't know the ins and outs of every challenge you've faced in 2023, but you've made it. You've made it to the end of 2023. Look back. I'm sure there's some amazing things that you can celebrate. It is my personal opinion that we don't celebrate each other's accomplishments enough. I get it because there's a fine line between being selfish... And thinking about like bragging up the things that you do. But it is important for you to personally look back at your year and say, you know what? That went really well. It's something I struggle with as somebody who tries to be reflective. And I preach constantly to my kids uh, the importance of being humble. But it is important to look back and say, you know what? We set our goals and we were able to reach some of those goals. Or at least get closer You don't have to reach the mountaintop to be able to hit success. Sometimes starting the climb is success enough on its own, so keep that in mind. We're going to talk about the goal-setting process, and I'm going to lay it out for you in this episode, and specifically talk about the one major area that I always say is the missing key component in reaching goals. It holds back adults, it holds back kids, it holds back teenagers, and we're going to dive into all that in just a second, but let me pause for a second and talk about something that we accomplished here in the Recharged family this last year, which I'm super proud of, which is for the first time we were able to partner up with educational leaders from across the country and beyond and provide workshops for educators all over the place in our virtual bash. And a quick reminder, that is now free, by the way, all the way till June. And it's open, so go ahead, get registered for that, RechargedFamily.com, and you can still get access to all those amazing workshops and the free resources that go along with it. So that's the first time we've ever done anything like that. It was a goal that we had, and we were really striving hard to reach it. And there were a lot of pieces in play that we had to put together along the way, and we were able to do that. So because of some of the great feedback we got, we're absolutely celebrating that. And looking ahead to 2024, we've got an even bigger vision. We're going to do an educators virtual bash again, and it's going to be hopefully amazing. And we're also going to do a parents bash. And both of these virtual bashes are going to have a similar theme. It's going to be our mission in 2024, helping you help kids and teens who need a little bit of extra help. So that will be the focus with educators workshops. And then for the parents bash, it is going to be the same thing as we bring in experts who are going to help parents with a wide variety of topics. And here's the great news. We are going to work with companies. We're going to try to partner with companies to get everything completely sponsored this year so we don't charge anybody anything for registration. That is our hope. We had to charge a small fee last year for the first six months until we met our goal. And now it's completely free the rest of the way. When we roll these out next summer in 2024, have them all completely free which is something that we've learned through this whole process over the last year. We have never partnered with businesses before. So that was a real steep learning curve. But I feel like we've made some really valuable friendships with amazing companies. And we're going to look to expand that this year as we're going to look to expand our reach, not just for educators, but for parents and with an eye towards helping community members too, which will be all the things that we talk about in 2024. Because that is really our biggest mission getting everybody, educators, parents, service providing agencies, and community members all working together to build a family. That is our goal. We'll look more into that in the new year. But in this episode, we're going to look at diving into setting some goals and the whole process for you and the kids or the teens that you support. Let's get into it right now. It's time to get recharged, people. So, happy new year. With a new year comes amazing ideas, hopefully, where you set your goals high and you try to reach them. And remember, you don't have to reach the goal to be successful. Actually, for some people, it's just starting the climb. That is success in itself. It is nearly impossible to go from zero to 60 in one fail swoop. A lot of what happens with goals takes time. And some of the goals you might set, you can't reach even realistically within one year, there may be multiple year goals, or maybe it could be attained in one year, but you need to be more realistic about how you're going to approach it in 2024. So you're going to bring the expectation level down in smaller increments and look at it over time. The same thing can be said for kids and teens when we're trying to help them with their personal goals. It's super important that we're realistic. And that's what we're going to get into. Realistic goals. For example, pretty much every new year, there are, there are plenty of people who set out these like amazing weight loss or exercising goals, and they get on it, and they hit it hard for a week or two, and they burn themselves out, and they can't sustain it over time, and that may be a big key to whatever goals you're setting, because if it's set too high, you're just not going to be able to realistically reach it. The one example I've shared with many people is that I would love to be able to run the 100 meter dash in 10 seconds. But if I run it right now, I'm pretty sure I am nowhere near that. (laughs) So instead, maybe I set my goal for I'm going to try to run it in 15 seconds. Because that would mean I'd need to shave off, I don't know, 20 seconds. I have no idea, by the way, how long it would take me to run 100 meter dash a lot longer than it used to, and that is not my goal this year. I've, I've grown to realize I am not going to be fast. I'm not going to be a fast human anymore, and that's okay. But it is an example that I often use. We set the bar too high for ourselves, or kids and teens set the bar too high for themselves, and they cannot reach it, and then you feel like a failure. When in reality, trying is success. A lot of the things that I talk about with building confidence in kids, teens, but it's also applicable to adults as well, is that we need to reward the effort. And so think about that for you, for yourself, whatever goal it is that you have, award yourself with the effort, not just reaching the goal. Otherwise, if it's a long-term goal, it's going to be a long way before you get to finally pat yourself on the back. And a lot of people need those little checkpoints along the way. To reassure themselves that, yeah, what I'm doing is actually working. So keep that in mind. So that's actually the first step for the goal setting process is step one, identify a realistic goal. What is your area that you want to improve on? The next step you'll look at then is how long do you want to give yourself to reach this goal? And how are you going to track it? So if you set your goal for the end of 2024, How are you going to track it along the way? Because that's a long time away. 12 months is a long time to be able to consistently do whatever goal you set for yourself. So it's okay to have that goal and set it for a year in advance down the line. But what are you going to do to set yourself up so almost like you're doing stair steps all the way to your goal? You're looking at the climb along the way. What checkpoints will you have? Then you get to this part, which is really the hidden gem of the goal setting process that most people don't spend enough time thinking about. And for kids, this is like the golden nugget. This is the part that we need to let kids and teens know more about because this is it absolutely is the part that's missing. What are the barriers? You got a goal, you've figured out a timeline, you figured out this is how we're gonna track it, decide whether we're meeting our goal, we're on track to meet our goal, we're not on track to meet our goal. And by the way, if you start to lose steam and you're not on track, it's okay. You reflect and maybe you adjust the goal. Where you tweak something. That's part of the process, too. And again, it does not mean you're a failure. It does not mean that the kid is a failure. It means we're just readjusting and being realistic, and that's okay. But here's the part that's missing. What are the barriers that prevent you from reaching that goal? Quite a few years ago, I had the absolute pleasure of partnering up with the University of Kansas as we brought in and piloted a goal-setting program at our high school And this was absolutely my big takeaway from that entire program, which was amazing, by the way, but got blown up by the pandemic. And so it kind of fizzled, but got a lot of really good pieces out of that whole program, the whole piloted program. It was, if we identify our barriers, we're more likely to develop ways to get around the barriers. For kids, which we'll talk about in a second, that is absolutely screen time. And so when I sat in classrooms and listened to students Talk about the barriers they were facing. 90% of them would say, It's screen time that's getting in the way of my goal. It's screen time that's getting in the way of me getting to my activities on time. It's screen time that's preventing me from getting my work done on time. Like the list went on and on. So many of them would talk about it, whether it be their phones or time on a computer, TV, tablet. There are time spent on social media and video games. There's just too many distractions. And that's an enormous barrier. Maybe that's a barrier for you. It is for adults too. You get on your phone and you start scrolling on your favorite social media app. And the next thing you know, you blink and 45 minutes have gone by. Maybe that's actually going to be your goal for 2024. Maybe just trying to limit the amount of time you have on social media so you don't kind of chew the time you have available away. But for kids, this is an enormous one. And that's a barrier that they've got to think about when they're setting whatever goal it is. So then the next step is creating a plan that not only has those timelines and your checkpoints, but it also looks at the barriers and figures out a plan to get over the barriers. What are you going to do to help you get over the barriers? Because if we don't identify that, we're more than likely going to just fall and it's going to be more difficult. So many people identify a goal and then they say they're just going to work towards the goal. But if you don't have checkpoints and you don't take a little bit of time to think about what's going to prevent you from getting to your goal and figure out how to get around those barriers, it's going to be much more difficult. And then once we've done that, we get to these parts where in the last step of the process, we reflect. And when we reflect, it doesn't mean beat yourself up internally. (laughs) It's the one thing we all do though, right? It's the one thing we all do. We're like, oh, I didn't meet my goal again. And you kind of feel like a failure. And then you get down on yourself. But here's the other part. You need to stop and celebrate what you have done well. I set a lot of goals for myself every year. I can tell you I did not reach all the goals. That wasn't even close. But you know what? I set some goals. Some of those goals, personally, professionally, I was able to meet. I'm going to celebrate the mess out of that. <laughs> and I'm not going to let the parts that I didn't get to as far as like succeeding to the ultimate goal Like completely crush me because that's how you kill your confidence. It's how you kill your drive. So there's two parts to it. Yes, be honest with yourself, reflect, but don't think because you didn't meet your goal, you're a horrible human. That's not how it is. Celebrate the effort. Maybe you didn't meet your goal, but maybe you made it part of the way. That's huge. And it's a stepping stone to whatever comes next. And maybe you just tell yourself that you need this one key ingredient. For a lot of people, it's stamina, it's consistency, and being able to drive forward on a consistent rate at, towards whatever goal they have. So that's the five step process. Let me give you an example from a student end, kind of how this works to maybe paint a better picture for you. So, this is one that is uh, of personal value to us in our house, as we have a house filled with a variety of unique needs, one of which is ADHD, and that includes myself, but multiple kids with ADHD too. And sometimes with ADHD, you have executive functioning challenges. I would fit that bill. That's why I live in a land of sticky notes. I have figured out strategies that I need to help myself to be successful. Sometimes it's even harder to help your kids be successful, which is something we've learned, or your students to be successful. So knowing that, one of the things my wife and I talk a lot about and work towards, especially with one of our kids, is the idea of getting work handed in on time. If you have a middle schooler or a high school especially, this may be something that your kids are facing, and understandably so. It also can be a challenge for elementary level too, but overall, a lot of times the elementary level, and rightly so, will built-in extra supports and reminders and more opportunities to hand in things. Then they start to get to the secondary level and that gets faded down quite a bit. As a side note, I would like to thank those of you in the secondary level, if you're teachers, for providing opportunities to continue to support kids who have a hard time getting things handed in on time. I know there are plenty who work with our children who I should say, thank you. We really appreciate it. But that is the area that we focus on probably more than anything else, like getting things handed in on time, whether it be homework or staying on top of work that's in class, all of that. So what would we do? So we'll identify a realistic goal. The goal is pretty basic. We want to make sure that the work gets handed in on time by whatever deadlines. Then we look at how we're going to track it. Well, we've got a great book. So we have an online in our district. We have an online grade book, pretty easy for us to track it. And I think probably every three weeks is a good opportunity for us to pause and take a look and see not just between my wife and I, but also with our child and say, hey, this is where we're at right now. We need to make sure that either you're doing an amazing job of getting this in, getting this in, but also maybe we need to readjust how we're going to meet this goal moving forward. So maybe every three weeks for us, that's a good timeline, a good, good opportunity to to pause and say, let's see how we're doing. So we've set the goal. We figured out our checkpoints, how we're going to track it. And then like many teenagers, here's the barrier. It is screen time and it makes it difficult for getting work handed in on time. I would also say another barrier are nighttime activities, because as we like to do with our kids, we want them to be active, but that also takes it away from time that could be used for getting work done. So it is a barrier, even though it's a productive thing that we want to keep and is helpful, it still can be a barrier, but we'll focus on screen time. So then we move to the next part. So again, that's the most important part, identifying the barrier and then moving into this next part, how we're going to get over that barrier. So step four is plan. What's the plan? We're going to lay out a plan. Here's our goal. Here's how we're going to track it. Here's our barrier. It's screen time. And now what are we going to do? Well, maybe we're going to use an organizer of some type. We've done in the past a brain dump where we write everything down. At the end of the day, we've actually purchased little organizers to write notes. You can use an app to get things organized. We will plan to assist with the organizational part using whatever organizing system that we have. And then we're also going to need to put this layer in there because screen time is really difficult to get past. We need to have a system that limits the amount. It's okay to have screen time. It's like anything you need to have it in moderation. So we'll have specific time limits. And that's our plan. And then we'd move to step five, which is reflect. And we'll do that at our checkpoints ever along the way. We're going to celebrate, yes, celebrate when things are going well. We're going to celebrate the effort, not just meeting the checkpoints, but we're also going to look in a reasonable way at how things have been going and ask ourselves, is it working? Is what we have in place working? Do we need to tweak it? Do we need to go a little longer and see if it's effective? And in the end, the last bit of advice I would say is don't be afraid to switch it and change things up. Sometimes what you have the best laid plans are just that. A plan. It doesn't mean it's the best plan for you. You can always adjust. Adjusting is important. So there you have it. Reaching goals is, it's just not easy. Whether it's for you or the kids or the teens that you support, it's just not easy. But if we rally together, we work together, you're more likely to meet those goals. So hopefully at the end of 2024, you're looking back feeling pretty good about the progress that you or your child has made or your students have made. And you can celebrate that like crazy. I want to finish on this. I want to thank you. ...for being a listener to our podcasts over the last year. It means so much more than you could realize. Whether you're listening to me in a solo episode or in our Educators podcast, you're listening to the amazing guests that we bring on, we absolutely appreciate the audience that we have. I'll also throw this last note in, if you're not following us, you're going to need to at Recharged Family on any of your socials, especially if you're a parent, because... Moving into the new year, we're considering a name change. I think we're going to flip our podcast name from the Parents' Recharge Show to the Recharged Family Show. And so that's not been finalized yet, but it looks like we're headed that way. So pay attention to that if there's a change. I don't want you to miss our podcast moving forward in 2024. And so you're going to want to catch up on any news that we might have with that. We are headed into a little bit of a break. So we will get up with you in about a month as we head into the spring seasons of our podcast. I want to tell you all happy new year. Celebrate with friends, families in a safe way. And thanks again for being amazing listeners. We appreciate you. Have a great one. We'll see you in 2024. Matter of fact, the only thing I do know is that most of the time I don't know. Dad, you're super cringy. Is your nine or 10 year old already starting to fill out their application for Harvard, Yale or Oxford? Parenting is just flat out messy sometimes. If you happen to like this stuff from the short bald dude, new episodes drop every other Thursday. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you think he's halfway decent, you can also rate and review. You can also send him some feedback too if you email him at gmail.com. You can share ideas on future topics or just yell at him for his horrible sense of humor. We do it all the time. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. We'd like to give a shout out to Kevin McLeod for the use of his music. You can check out his information in the show notes below.